Hello, Sean. I have the recording button lit up. The tape is rolling, so apologies for having to do take two on this one, but, you know, things happen, we adapt, we regroup. Yeah, it's, uh, if anything, it just gives us more time to research the, the lovely drink of margaritas. That's true. It does deserve our full attention, and we kind of went off half-cocked. We had some good things to say. We had some good riffs. We had some laughs, but uh, it doesn't hurt to, uh, you know, polish your first draft and see what comes up with the second. Yeah. Well, how's your week going? Things are good? Yeah, things are uh, things are all right. Now that it's almost Friday, I'm uh, looking forward to that. How, how, how's your week going? Oh, pretty good. Um, unrelated. Do you ever fuck with wet wipes? Uh, yeah. Are you all right? Break there, it down for there's me. There's a backup plan. There's huh. a backup plan when uh, you're in the bathroom and you're like, "Oh, yeah, there's uh, there's no toilet paper in here." All right, all right. So it's your second line of defense. Yeah, they're the uh, break gl- glass in case of emergency type of thing. Okay. Because I currently have a tweaker up up on the top, the upper unit, working, and it's, like, after dark, and he only shows up after dark to go hammer and whatever. And it's also been, it's late February, and we hit our landlord up about our oven in September, and he has sent no one, so I'm waging a passive-aggressive war that involves flushing wet wipes down the toilet because uh i'm also going to invite i'm going to open invite if uh any ladies want to just come donate their gently uh, used actually not even gently used very heavily used feminine products i'm just going to start flushing them down my toilet and just ruin this whole unit's plumbing because i fucking hate these people what you need to do is just get like 30 to 40 more cats and mm-hmm. just kind of lean into that side of it. So uh, just start flushing kittens. Ever... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just meant on the uh, on the grounds there to piss off your landlord. But if it's just that, something's got to give. Uh, dam's gonna break at some point. But I was. But back to the main point. Uh, are you a dry then a wet, or a wet then a dry? Like I just feel like is it one or the other, or is it both? Is it a tag team? I do. Uh, I have done. Uh, Dry and then a wet, mm-hmm. just to you know, get yourself all shiny for the day. <laughs> but then you're like kind of wa- walking out of there a little, little wet still. It's just, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you know, bending a garden hose back there. It's uh, it's doable. Uh, yeah, it's manageable. But then, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like putting lotion on or something. You just, you just feel a little moister than usual. Well, you just you just don't pull your pants up and you walk around for like ten to fifteen minutes around your house, just like a like a little kid at a public restroom. Yeah, just air it out, Winnie the Pooh style. Yeah, just hang brain. Well, all right. Anyway, <laughs> that's a that's an aside. Just 
for us. Vital ketchup. margarita day which made us think hey why not send out a love letter to the one of the best beverages ever concocted in the history of the universe the margarita and thank god somebody gave it the uh, marketing holiday of national margarita day but because i mean we all deserve a day but the margarita for sure like cinco de mayo is not enough it needs its own day and it's apparently in february yeah that's an odd odd placement but you know whatever you're living your life right every day is margarita day jimmy buffett made a whole career of that mentality and you know i i think i think he's on to something so yep. i don't know like do you remember the first time you heard of or had a margarita the first one i've ever had was at la fiesta in san clemente no shit that that was like the first i'm sure i had um uh, kind of midwestern ones that were like Gatorade and tequila, but um, <laughs> the the first proper one I had was uh, was there, and it was it was glorious. It was a magical time. Changed my whole outlook. They are life changing. Just pure gasoline with a splash of sugary substance and just salted rim. Just delicious. Just have two tacos, just barely take the edge off of it. That's the way to do it. Yeah, salsa that's been stewing there like mole. The original batch it just never kind of ran out. They got uh, Taco Tuesday specials that, you know, we, we live too close. So to- Taco Tuesday became Blackout Tuesday very quickly. And just the nights in the garage after getting lit up on kerosene margaritas at La Siesta. Oh, boy. That's Wednesday morning's problem. That's not Tuesday night's problem. Sure ain't, especially in your twenties when it is just a. Uh, I'll be I'll be fine by the afternoon. Like now, it's like, yeah. oh god, I hope I hope I'm through this by Thursday. Yeah, you need a longer runway nowadays. Longer runway, longer landing. Just <laughs> got to stretch before yeah. and after. Got to hydrate. I think I, I'm my parents were for sure like involved. They had a they had a pretty good margarita game. We had a blender my whole life. I recall uh, recall my dad making them here and there. And I think he would make me like when I was a kid. He would make me like the virgin version because it's just like sugar. So you just get the margarita mix and ice, and then it's yeah. like, oh, I'm I'm partying I, with the adults. I have a little Slurpee, and everybody's having a good time. I think that's why it's such a perfect drink is because it mixes that, that, wow, I'm getting real drunk, but this also tastes like candy. So yeah, this is all great. Yeah. Like it's a fun drink. It, there's, there's, it's just a fun beverage. It's you get blended or iced. It's just the color or just, I don't know. Like you can't drink a margarita menacingly. Like <laughs> it's, that's, yeah. that's like a, there's I'm, no- there's no Tom Waits songs about people at a old man at a bar drinking a margarita, feeling terrible for what his life. Like uh, Warren Zevon has that song where he's like, or uh, drinking margaritas at the at some hotel in L.A. And it's sort of yeah. it's it's it gets got a little, there's a couple where I've heard like I think there's a Guy Clark too where, song where he meant wish we were drinking Mad Dog margaritas and wondering where you are or something like that. But for them, I mean like. 
even those it's it's not like depressed it's like oh just here's to better times kind of thing not like a like yeah. a whiskey stewing and brooding in my own inability to uh process emotion <laughs> like margarita's like let's have a good time let's drink, lick the rim <laughs> get on the boat get them boat drinks and uh have a great time it is just a great and it's just a it's a wonderful beverage, and for the uninitiated, it the basic recipe is 1.5 ounce tequila, usually silver, uh, one ounce orange liqueur, and three quarter ounce lime juice. So it's it's simple. You can salt the rim. You could use tahini. You could add a lime wedge. You could add other fruit. You could do mango var- variations. There's a Cadillac version. There's a skinny version. Oh, there's just there's just so many options, and they're all delicious. Yeah. And mezcal. Yeah, that's a that's one of the funnier stories I came across was somebody just grabbed the wrong bottle when he made it, um, and I'm like, yeah, pretty much anything. You just grab a bottle and put uh, lime juice, lime juice, and orange liqueur. I'm sure anything that you do that with would be pretty delicious. Most likely, I mean, it is a winning formula, and it. I mean, that's why probably every there's so such a hotly contested origin story for the margarita because while they no one seems to agree universally about the origin of the margarita itself they it seems pretty uh people seems to believe that at least it's the variation of something called a daisy right everyone's got their i made this this is mine i created this which doesn't really add up but Going through kind of the, the history of the stories, that you kind of get a picture of probably what happened. But but the one common thread is the fact that it is a variation of of a of a daisy, which is just a margarita with brandy instead of tequila, and somehow ar- around the border, near the border, over the border, in Texas, who who's to say for sure? Uh, but somebody had the bright idea, or accidentally added tequila rather than brandy and boy we got treated now for uh those who don't know and we didn't i didn't know prior to looking this up but apparently the margarita's origin story is fairly contested because uh there are a lot of similarities with where it came from who began like the story of of who and why they created it but during prohibition apparently people were going across the border and getting used to a, a cocktail down in mexico in Tijuana, probably just across the border, or you know, wherever, uh, whatever region Texas connects to. But uh, they got they got a taste for the daisies, and at some point, somebody switched out uh, brandy for tequila, and bang, the world's got a margarita, which is just a Spanish. There yeah, there it is. There's the Spanish word. It's actually the Spanish word for daisy. So there's that connection. Um. There are several stories in which there's somebody that's trying to... Uh, there's a man, a bartender. He's trying to impress a well-to-do woman of some respect, either a lounge singer, like... Uh, a dancer. Or a dancer, some some sort of socialite. So there's... Actress. Yeah, so there's this aspect where, you know, it's it sounds a little Hollywood. It sounds a little like uh, Mr., you know... Uh, a, a, a Mexican native is trying to impress somebody or, you know, somebody working class is trying to uh, impress somebody 
out of their out of their uh, league, and they're like, "Bam, I got something for you." And I mean, what better beverage to really knock your socks off than a margarita? If you'd never had one, and somebody's like, "Here, get a load of this," and uh, yeah, and not only is the beverage great, but it's got its own like a margarita has its own glass. Like a good cocktail should have its own glass, right? And uh, yeah, I was just looking this up and like. Uh, apparently the glass itself was supposedly, I heard it. Marie Antoinette. Yeah. So it was supposedly modeled off Mary, Marie Antoinette's breast, (laughs) which is very odd because, because she wanted people to toast uh, a drink to her bosom pretty much, which I mean, I guess if you're a narcissist like that, I guess go for it. But uh, it seems yeah. like a, I don't even know how you would do that. Like, I guess you're making molds and stuff, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that like, I mean, how, you know, adult film act- actresses make models of their parts and male act- adult actors make models of their parts? Was this just the predecessor where it's like, well, I want this to be readily, or Gwyneth Paltrow with her, you know, cooter smelling candle. Is, you know, <laughs> apparently, you know, Ego knows no bounds, but all the all the same. Maybe I mean, and granted, the technology wasn't there to make it completely accurate. Where it's like, well, actually, I want it more of like a, you know, a, a C cup and just perky or whatever. So instead, what you end up is with a tuna can and a half <laughs> half an egg. <laughs> so, yep. Like I mean, if that is the shape of your breasts, like God bless you, and more power to you if you want people toasting out of it. Because that, I mean, if you're putting that out into the world, good for you. Like, I mean, you're owning it. It was a different time, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. There was about- also, I came across the thing that was also like those those glasses were already made, and then they somebody ordered like a a big thing of uh like wine glasses and like these won't work and like oh let's put margaritas in it like all these things seem like really lazy screenwriting of like well we got this uh i don't know what if we just do this done on to the next scene but yeah well it's also like that was kind of i don't know if it was as common as i'm gonna make it out to be but i i do know that like because communication was was harder the farther back you go obviously that there was a lot of like sometimes people took advantage of it and like the shipping costs are significant. So if it's like you order something and you get something else, the cost to send it back and wait and lose money, not having the thing you want when you have something that works is you have to calculate that into your bottom line. And so sometimes like I'm aware of this because in skateboarding in the seventies, uh, like a, a, well, a very, very popular brand in the 70s they would send all their like not all of them but they would send enough of their defect product to australia because australians would just kind of have to eat it because the cost to send it back and wait for it all to get back there was too high so they just took it and and ate it so that could potentially be what was happening here where it's like you order a bunch of these champagne or wine glasses and what shows up but Marie Antoinette's tuna can boob. Yeah. And you're like... Tommy's, Tommy's over here trying to make perv glasses, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We we got one. We got a tall can. It's just got a stem on top, but... <laughs> on the bottom. But uh, 
We got a crystal tall can, but yeah, I mean, whether it's you know who who who's no who who's really documenting the the bar glassware scene in the '30s and '40s, uh, you know, so anything's possible. It's but it is interesting to consider. And uh, but long story short, we're we got a great we got a great uh, vehicle for a great beverage now. Yeah, it's it's always great until you have like your fourth one, and then it feels like you're balancing the saucer on a on a chopstick or something. But yeah, it always seems like an unwieldy thing for a bunch of very intoxicated people to have. But part of the charm, part of the challenge. Yeah, I mean, you, there is a point with any any series of drinks when you turn into a Peter from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where it's just like I'm Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of. I have sex with everybody. I sleep with everybody, and you just have like oddly shaped like it, it, the the amount of different glassware. Maybe, and this could be an episode in itself. But just like why this beer gets this shape, why this cocktail, why a martini gets its own glass, why a cocktail gets this glass, and I'm sure there are like reasons where it's like, well, we can't give you a fucking bucket. Because we know you're going to drink the whole bucket. So here, this helps. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, I know uh, some glasses, like uh, certain wine glasses and champagne glasses are built, like, specifically for that alcohol. So, like, it does something, it aerates it some weird way. But the thing with, like, margaritas and stuff, they're they're served in kind of everything. Like, if you've ever ordered margarita at a bar or restaurant or anything, you'll either, like, get it in, like, a tumbler type of thing you can get it like in a highball glass you can get it like in the margarita thing so like it clearly doesn't matter it's just like meh just drink it yeah i mean it's going to be delicious it, however it arrives it's just i think some bars want to make put their mark on it which is kind of where i mean which is kind of a throwback to uh where it came from to begin with because no one really knows exactly where it came from, but there sure were a lot of people trying gunning for the uh, for the the title. That's for sure. Lots of false false stories, but yeah, the earliest I saw was Carlos Danny Herrera from Rancho La Gorda Restaurant, who was uh in Baja, and he was trying to impress a Ziegfeld dancer, Marjorie King, which so he he tried to knock her socks off with that. But then that kind of that story repeats several times. There was. San, Santos Cruz, which probably sounds like a fake name for singer Peggy Lee. It seemed like a main stay of like these early stories was that you had to have a nickname. So it's like Carlos, quote-unquote, Danny Herrera, uh, Francisco, quote-unquote, Pancho Morales. That could just be straight-up racism, which I wouldn't put it past America at the time. But uh, it seemed like a very odd thing. Well, that was another thing. It was because, like, <clears throat> uh, so Peggy, the Peggy Lee story is like that's supposedly where the t- the name Margarita came from, because Peggy is short for Margaret. Which how the fuck that works? I yeah. I have no idea. That, make, like, that makes sense. Of course, it's like oh, what's Jack sh- short for? Yeah, that that's fine. But either way, uh, we can. One thing that is for certain is that the origin of the blended margarita is La Jolla. And that was at La Plaza Hotel where whoever caught wind of the margarita, whether they invented it or brought it around or found it in Texas or in Mexico or wherever, they brought it to the Plaza Hotel where they 
got sick of just, you know, sifting through ice cubes, blended it up, and now we have blended margaritas with the advent of the blender, which I believe was in the if 30s you want or one, If you want one drink to give you two headaches, here's a blended <laughs> margarita. All the sugar and twice the alcohol. Here we go. But that is part of the reason why the uh, the margarita is so great because it does blend. It's like the the tartness of the liquor, the sweetness of the liqueur, and the tartness of the lime juice, and then the salt. It's just like savory, the sweet. It's got it all, and twice the headache. In, and it leads into the my theory is like it's the perfect Southern California drink just because it's like it's always sunny, it's always warm. That's the key drink, like. Whiskey, you kind of go in between of like, oh, this is a good time to drink it, not when it's 110 out. But uh, margaritas always seem like in Southern California, they're always on par because you're like, well, it's sunny and hot out again. I guess I'll drink another margarita. But it's always a margarita time in in a warm t- in a warm climate because yeah, cool, blended, not blended, fruity, not fruity, original, Cadillac, whatever. It's all delicious, and it's always a good time for one. Except mornings. Mornings seem to really, like, not that that's a morning beverage to begin with, but the times that yeah. I've been most regrettably hammered, there have been margaritas involved in mornings, and I'm, I get, uh, if I could take a couple of them back, be like, okay, maybe wait till after lunch. I mean, just put a little more orange juice in it, that you get a breakfast margarita. Yeah, but it's a, that's a tall place to start. It's a slippery slope. The first story I tell was, did we talk about Danny Herrera? Um, I don't know. Yeah, we did. Carlos Danny Herrera, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, another story is Tommy's Place Bar uh, in Juarez, where Francisco Pancho Morales made it. Um, he basically had the same kind of story where he didn't really fess up to it. He was like, oh, yeah, this is just the drink. But um, I guess uh, Notamex, which is like the Mexican news, the kind of source, I guess they're a big name there. So he has the strongest claim because of like the place and kind of like how it came apart up about, but um, that tells in comparison to the tell socialite Margarita Sames, who, uh, who just seems like a, a rich white lady who went on vacation and discovered a margarita and decided to claim it as their own. And, uh, brought it back this is where some of the, the subtle early 40s racism comes in where she she apparently chose the glass that she chose because it looked like a sombrero but um i don't know about that but tommy hilton was one of her guests at these parties that she used to throw and and had these these margaritas that she quote unquote invented and then she brought them to hilton hotels and uh kind of spread from there and it became like a a nationwide thing because of this bullshit story, I'm pretty sure. But Yeah, that has, like, this white bitch written all over it, because yeah, <laughs> she's in Dallas, like, which, I mean, in the 40s, maybe tequila was, a big, was big already, but, like, it also, like you said, it's just, like, she went to Mexico, she experienced something that probably not nobody in her circle had, so she comes back, she's like, no, I just, I, you know, I was just thinking, why not? Why not add this and this? And then now we have Margarita, and that's my name, Margarita. So here we go. 
That's but, another thing I saw I came across was like the name and why there's so many contested stories like this is like this was the peak time of the popularity of the name Marguerite Margarita. So it's like that was like when everyone was naming their babies Margarita. So like of course everyone's gonna think they have a claim to it. Yeah, that's an odd one though, because it's just like an out like there I mean there's not a lot of champagnes out there. There's not a lot of like. Uh, is there another alcoholic drink where people are really like? Is there a clear delineation for uh, naming children and and booze names? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, like, there's not a lot of people that are like, "Here's my here's my kid bourbon." Uh, I think it was just <laughs> the 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 name came first, and then the drink after, and they're like, oh, "Yeah." Call it Margarita. Everyone calls it Margarita. That's my name. I invented it. But yeah, Here, meet my son, Whiskey Dick Junior. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, this is Nicolata Burke. Uh, he's a, he's an awesome kid, just top of his class. Yeah, he's a, he's a blend. He's he's a little mix. Sure, he fights, but what kid doesn't? But I, the thing with Margarita is like the first published record of uh, like Jose Cuervo had been running ads uh of margaritas for like 10 years already when margarita tried to make her uh a drink her own so yeah it was three years it was uh they started doing it in 45 is when those ads read and 48 is when she quote unquote uh discovered it whatever the story is apparently there was a woman involved and someone that needed to impress her so much to the I mean, that's basically civilization in a nutshell is like, there's somebody that I don't deserve and a man that has the gumption to try to get her with something, some sort of trickery. I'm going to make a beautiful yeah. house. I'm going to have a lot of money. I'm going to make a beautiful drink that I apparently can't copyright. So going to give it my all and just throw my hat into the ring and see where this goes. But getting back to your point about the, the sombrero thing, I could see that because, like, the margarita glass without the rim, like, if you just took, like, the, the egg and the bottom part, I could see that being, a mar like, uh, a sombrero shape. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that, but, like, that seems like a, a weird way to craft a glass. Like, hey, uh, we're in Mexico, right? There's a bunch of other different alcohols. Let's, here's one for this drink that looks like a hat yeah let's make it like a hat that that works seems like a, a stretch but especially with like the other shapes of like even just looking at the wikipedia and seeing the other ones where they're just more conical and as you've already addressed any shape will do i mean you throw it in an old shoe I'll, I'll still drink it but that's why i think the most logical story like the occam's razor version of the story it seems to be that that uh, story about the dude in 1936. He was with this guy Graham. He used to write this article called uh, "Graham Sightseeing" in the Mobile Mail uh, newspaper, where he describes the story of going to Tijuana and he's trying to track down who invented this this new uh, tequila daisy. And he runs into a bartender only known as Madden. And uh, he told the story that he it wasn't like an invention, and he wasn't very proud of it because he just grabbed the wrong bottle and put the uh, put tequila instead of brandy, and people loved it. I'm like, that sounds like a real story. That seems like <laughs> something that actually happened. Some dude just fucked up, and uh, now it's a thing. That's the uh, 
of fancy socialites. Yeah, that that has the most truth to it. But in terms of turning that into a Hollywood movie, it's not it's not quite there. Yeah, but it also That's true. It, I mean. This is also pre-mixology where it's just like, what, we only have certain amount of ingredients and let's just see what we can we have and what, what doesn't kill you. Like, nobody was making Dr. Pepper shots or fucking sex on the beach yet, so. All right, I'm looking up Mad Dog Margarita because now I'm interested. And in a Mad Dog Margarita is two parts Monte Alban Mezcal, one part triple sec and one part uh, lime juice, shaken visibly, served on the rocks. So that's that's just mezcal. So that's a mad dog. Yeah, it's not with Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. No in f- place of tequila. No fortified. Oh man, can you imagine tequila and then fortified wine on top of it? Yeah, I think you would just uh, <laughs> kind of kind of implode. Yeah, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty tequila marker. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll have that blended. This is some fucking yeah. trucker stop kerosene in my fucking gullet. Do you want your day to be over at 1 p.m.? Well, here's a Mad Dog 2020 margarita. To quote Kyle Kinane, it's never too early for your day to be over. So Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) True. I would like to know the backstory of Mad Dog 2020, where they were just like... Well, we were were trying to make homemade gasoline, and uh, we we dropped a bunch of uh, strawberries in it, and we came up with this. Are you too low class for wine coolers? Because here we come, Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> uh, our buddy gave, Lucasic gave me a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 like probably four years ago for my birthday. And usually when I get alcohol, I'll usually drink it because it's like, oh yeah, what's in the house? Oh, I got this. I still have that bottle rotting in my <laughs> fridge because I'm Just- like, nope. I don't have the balls to do this right now. Uh, I can't. I can't get into that. Just I'm not brave enough for that. Aging in vintage greatness, one year at a time. Yep, it's still like turquoise blue. So I would love that's, it. That's the color they want <laughs> out of it. I would love the sommelier who comes around with Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. <laughs> just sifting it. Yes, just like. Sifting it around in a brandy glass, sm- smelling it, s- just taking a little sip and pit, like spitting back into the bucket. Just, mmm. It's just, <laughs> oh, this is kind of on point. But when we were up in Big Bear last, we went through Taco Bell drive through and I was hoping it was a uh, Taco Bell tequila or a cantina. It was not, but uh, I brought my own tequila, so I turned it into one because I got a Baja Blast. <laughs> And put tequila well, in, of it, course. <laughs> which is, which is, it's that is about that's a white trash margarita if I've ever heard of one. Uh, yeah, I would say so, Christian. That's... <laughs> hey, it <laughs> wasn't bad. You got a drink called Baja Blast through a drive-through. Mm-hmm. Added your own drink. That means, yeah. And then it, went it, to our ain't no Dallas socialites drinking that. <laughs> and then went to our motel. Where we pull up to check in, and a couple is already in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to the middle of the night, domestic assault under our room. <laughs> it was a great trip. Yikes. In a German. That sounds like the commercial. Yeah. 
That's my Yelp review. I need to start like taking better notes and just like really leaving really good Yelp reviews that play when I have these stories where it's just like, because I did I did it with the Motel Six that I stayed at. Uh, like I hiked Mount Whitney, or I hiked most of Mount Whitney. I went to base camp because I didn't have the per- permit to get up top, and then uh, Mallory went all the way up. But long story short, whatever, her car was dead when we came back to the bottom <laughs> and it was this whole process of uh, getting it towed. And long story short, we had to share a motel and a mo- I mean, motel sixes aren't great, but the one we, you get what you pay to- for. It's like a margarita. Yeah. You get what you pay for. If you pay a little more, you get a little more. If you pay a little more, you might get a coconut margarita from South of Nixon, San Clemente, which could possibly be the best margarita I've ever had. It's rich. It's got like that coconut liqueur. It's it's like almost velvety. It's sweet. They have the toasted coconut rim. It's fucking delicious. It's a it's expensive. You can't go there and have like a couple of them. But is it worth it? Oh my god, it's a dessert in itself. If you ha- amazing, stop through. I think that that boils down to why I think we both like margaritas so much is that it's it's liquid candy. <laughs> Liquid dessert. I mean, yeah. And yeah, instead of getting the <laughs> the sugar buzz high, you just get uh, blacked out. So yeah, well, you get it both. You get you get the candy, and then you get the booze. So you get the boozy feel goods, and then all the sugary sweets. But yeah, uh, my point is, you get what you pay for. We didn't pay that much last minute, and we stayed at this Motel Six uh, in. Fuck, I, where it was like not Hillcrest, but it was some like mountain town. That long story short, we woke up and there was a cockroach on a toothbrush. So it was just like the fact that we didn't want walk out of there with boils was like. But then they were like, "How was your stay? Review us on Yelp." So I did. So now there's just this great story. It was like, <laughs> would I recommend you? No, I mean it was a good. It was an alright place to stay last minute and for the price we paid. Would I go out of my way to stay there? Absolutely not. People have people are probably smoking meth there right now, but uh, you know, for if you if you're hard up and you need a place to crash and take a shower, that's it'll do. But if you're looking for the Ritz Carlton, probably uh, keep moving. Yeah, that's uh, I've been watching that Cecil Hotel documentary on Netflix recently, and that's kind of the mode I'm getting where like there's a lot of times where. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be there for that long. I'll stay in the hostel or whatever. Then you see that, and you're like, oh, yeah, you are showering in uh, decomposing body water. That's maybe not something you want to uh, maybe spring the extra 20 bucks for an actual hotel. Organs have been removed in this bathtub. I guarantee. This fridge has held human livers. Uh, I was going to an open mic the other day, and my my buddy Rob was like, you want to just like do a circuit tour of all the shittiest hotels in Long Beach and just like go have a couple of beers and see what I'm like do you have a fucking death wish? Like no way I don't want to do yeah. that. <laughs> do you want death or bed bugs and a bullet? <laughs> yeah, but like he we passed one it was like on Cherry and uh Anaheim it, called Monterey Motel. It was some I don't know, whatever, some vaguely Californian name. And I looked it up on Yelp real quick, and the only pictures were just of somebody's like bed bug bites, and then just some uh, 
air conditioner look that just looked patched up with tin foil. It just could catch fire at any moment. Yeah, there was one uh, at Knights Inn, uh, and up like outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan, that we stayed at when I was a kid. That had like I can tell the fear in my dad's face when we pulled up, and he didn't realize <laughs> like he had already paid for the room. He's like, "Oh God." And there's like bullet holes like in our door and that go into the room and we can like see the trajectory and we're like, Oh, this is uh this is gonna be great. Dad like stay in the room. Don't leave the room. I mean it would be hard as a as a father to, you know, plan ahead like that, especially pre internet. But uh I mean I've cr- driven cross country a handful of times and I've stayed in some because I don't have the intelligence to be like all right i'm gonna research a hotel make sure i stay in a nice one motel at least because like some motel sixes are like fine they're really nice and they kept like stayed in one in santa barbara super clean the ones we stayed at when we did our little southwest trip around the uh grand canyon they were all really nice like i i mean yeah i think that's that's like the crapshoot with like booking online is like everything looks all right online until you get there like oh yeah, I should not have prepaid for this, but that's why I need. We need to get funding for my uh, my basically it's a dating app for uh, rental properties where it's just like other people get to Yelp review the property and the landlord, and the landlord gets to Yelp review you. So it's like yeah, maybe a little blunt. There's got to be a way to monetize it, but that's the that's the issue now. It's like who's gonna fucking because who likes their landlord like i mean i've had some good ones where i was just like you know he was he was pretty fair she she was nice like it would also save you a lot of anguish if you were able to be like all right i'm gonna move into this place so i'm gonna look it up and it's like oh apparently uh the landlord uh deals meth out of the back door and there's a hoarder living out back and uh there seems to be a cat problem (laughs) and Oh, there's it's that's a, growing more dire by the minute. There's a whole laundry list of items that need to be addressed before new tenants take over the lease. So I think the there's best a, landlord relationship you can ever have is that you pay your security deposit and then you never see that landlord ever again unless something breaks. And even if you do, if something does break, you don't see them. They just sell, send a professional to deal with it. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you hit or, up your landlord. Or they and, just ignore you for six months. Well, it's not even that he ignores me. He texts back and then he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll send somebody. And I'm like, Drew and I are yeah. just like, we've taken up the passive aggressive. Uh, like last time our shower didn't work, Drew was just fucking killing him. He was like, oh, man, sure would be nice to have a, a shower today. I'm getting pretty stinky in church. <laughs> <laughs> My pastor uh, kicked me out of church because of this. Yeah, my 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 girlfriend won't sleep with me because we can't shower. So, and then t- today I was like, "Man, sure would be nice to have a working oven." <laughs> I'm just gonna sure send, would be cool if this electricity worked. I'm just gonna get a Tijorno pizza and throw it in there and just send him a picture. Hour forty eight. <laughs> yep. It's my nephew's birthday and it's now ruined. Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna Twitch live stream the fact that our oven will not it's like dude this isn't fucking brisket it's not slow and low i just want it done in an hour is that too much to ask just put a bunch of charcoal charcoal in your oven and light it and just be like well i have no choice well 
things had to get. This DiGiorno's not going to cook itself. <laughs> oh, man. I got hammered and came home and tried to make a DiGiorno in the air fryer. <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, clearly, I'm glad that I didn't shut the door because it for sure would have bur- like just burnt, fucked up the whole everything. But like, like I woke up in the morning and it was just kind of like melting over the grates. <laughs> but the door was open, so it wasn't like melting from heat. It was just melting from neglect. Yeah, just wilting. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember trying that. It must have gotten bored and went bad. <laughs> You're just shoving it in there. Eh, this isn't going to fit. This I'm drunk. Broken. I need food. I need something to soak up my mistakes. <laughs> And then just like, no, I don't care. Just go to bed. Oh, man. I'm 36. (laughs) I am an adult. Oh, I'm a fucking prize. Sell the ball. I don't even know where to end. It's just a a, a magical beverage blended mango margarita, coconut margarita, guava margarita. There's just so many different variations, and it's just, it's like the glory because it's just so simple that. You yeah, can, you can just build on it. You keep, keep it as simple as you want, and you can drink it. And it, you can drink. You can order it by the pitcher. It's delicious. Or a beer garita, a Corona Yeah, like whatever. Whatever only, drink is as versatile as the margarita in terms of an, a li- liquor drink, a cocktail. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't really think of any because every other one is like, I mean, aside from like something and Coke. uh, Every other one seems a little more complicated than what you can do with it, but the margaritas. Yeah, and it also like as as varied as it is, it doesn't get overcomplicated in the way that like a Bloody Mary does. Because like there's Bloody Marias and they're great. I, I I'm back them super hard, and you know there's Caesars and stuff like that. There's variations, but also like I think because Bloody Mary kind of gets absorbed into that brunch culture and the people that really propagate it. So maybe a little bit of that kind of like high pitched, uh, squeak squawking group of of ladies and people that get really excited about brunch culture, that can kind of get like over the top with shit, just adding up like the amount of shit that you can get on top of a fucking Bloody Mary. Like okay, the olive and the celery stick is one thing, but then it's like oh well, let's throw a whole stick of bacon. Oh here's yeah. a, a fucking crab arm. You can have a whole fucking meal stacked on the outside of a of Bloody Mary, like on top, and it's like I don't need a plate with my cocktail. I just like a Bloody yeah, Mary. Those was are just, all just trying way too hard to. Hey, well, look at this. We have a whole hamburger, and you can put your Bloody Mary. I don't want that. Why would I want that? Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, it was thirty dollars. Of course, <laughs> you know, it's it's not like you're getting a fucking yeah. deal. It's like, oh, we we you know, it was a seven dollar Bloody Mary, but I also got a White Castle slider and whatever. It's too much. It's like that that whole bacon culture where you try to put bacon on everything. It's like just calm down, everyone. You're you're doing too much. Yeah. The product is good on its own. You don't need to put a burger on top of it to make it better or like a slice of pizza or whatever the fuck. But that's where the margarita excels because it's like as decadent of a margarita as I've ever had. It's like the the most like obscene piece of it was like toasted coconut or fresh guava juice or you know it was very yeah it was manageable it was reasonable and it didn't 
break your wallet to do it. I think that's where like I started uh, really getting into margaritas with like the whole day drinking period of my life. Uh, that is still going like, on. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that that's the period. Like that's when I was like, this is the best drink ever because it's it doesn't like slow you down during the middle of the day. It won't like you don't feel like super tired after. And that's what I'm looking for from an alcohol. I'm looking for a lubricant, not a stopgap. I, I came across the statistic that uh, over 185,000 margaritas are consumed an hour, which that's a whole new metric of measuring time, which I, I, <laughs> I'm on board with. I'm at four margaritas an hour right now. I'm flying. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about, uh, it was talking with a physicist and he I hadn't thought of the term T in terms of time in the mathematical equation in you know since high school or college or wherever i learned that Uh, but now all i'm going to think of in t is that amount of margaritas per hour so (laughs) yeah times t times 150,000 margaritas because that's the why don't you bring me why don't you bring me another picture and then solve for x thanks that'll get the picture of margaritas will get you into trouble because Sometimes you you hit them a little quicker than the others at the table, and halfway through dinner, you realize you got to go home. <laughs> it is. The sun is still out, and I am going down. Better see myself out. Sean, you got my tab. I'll pay you back. <laughs> All right. Really, you just have to get out there and experience it. You got to get yourself one of those 185,000 margaritas an hour. Yeah, and, you- uh you need to be one of the masses. I don't know anybody that doesn't like margaritas. Uh, and if I do meet somebody, I don't think we can be friends. I just straight, like, I think that says something about you that I will not agree with you as a human being. I've met some people that are like, oh, yeah, that's not my drink. I just don't, I don't really like fruity drinks. And then it's like two hours later and I'm like, here, try this. And they're like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, that's We know. Margarita. Everyone knows. It's great. That's the best. It's the best, like, lunch drink where you're like, oh, I'm going to the place for lunch. Yeah, I'll grab a margarita. Why not? <laughs> I would love to see like, not? the Sam Adams it's version Monday. of that. <laughs> the sad <laughs> man. I think I'll have a margarita. <laughs> and then it just ends it's with 9.15 in the morning. You know what? I'll have a margarita, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the Sam Adams character filming a porno of everybody in the office. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it would be cool to see what an actual Daisy tastes like. Like, oh yeah, I'm very brandy interested. and just kind of make it like I forget about brandy. It's because I don't. It's apparently adjacent to whiskey, but it's sweeter. It can like for a minute. Uh, Bill was drinking pineapple brandies, and we had those as a as a nightcap one night, and I was like, "This is a delicious." So like, yeah, my my buddy. Uh, in college, uh, he was moving out of his apartment and he had, I don't know, like two weeks left. So he was just living in it. And then one night his, uh, his heat got turned off cause he was moving and he's like, yeah, I don't have any heat in my place. I'm not really sure, uh, what you guys want to do. So we're all just sitting around there like, well, it's Michigan in the middle of winter and it's fucking freezing in here. He's like, well, I got this brandy that my dad gave me. We're like, okay. So we just drink brandy and it warms you right up. You get fucking blackout drunk, but um, 
Yeah, it's, uh, isn't that what uh, St. Bernard's carry on their necks? Or supposedly, the urban legend is? I really have no idea. Let's look it up. It definitely warms you up and you kind of lose all feeling to the rest of the world. But That's what I'm mainly looking for. Just a uh, fast-forward button. I hate these articles. I mean, everybody said it, but all these articles where it's like, I'm looking for a one-sentence question answer, and now I have to read paragraphs upon paragraphs to find out, is it brandy? Is it whiskey? Brandy and cognac and uh, there's like just certain liquors that are like, I don't actually know what you are or how to order you <laughs> or when to order you. <laughs> What's what's your deal? They all seem like uh, kind of old man drinks. Like when I picture brandy or cognac, I expect like a bunch of old uh, dudes sitting around a fireplace in leather chairs or some shit. But apparently, it is brandy. Hold on. The barrels we see around the dogs' necks in paintings, cartoons, is the invention of a kid named Edward Landseer in 1820. Landseer, a 17-year-old painter from England, produced a work titled Alpine Mastiffs, reanimated a distressed traveler the painting portrays two saint bernards standing over a fallen traveler one barking in alarm the other attempting to revive the traveler by licking his hand the dog doing the licking of has a barrel strapped around its neck which landseer claimed contains brandy brandy and if anybody would know it would be a 17 year old painter so yes That's brandy true. saint bernard brandy yeah, brandy, cognac, it's all that kind of old dude vibe. It's brown, it's uh, indescript. Who knows what you're doing with it? Who knows what to combine it with? But it's yeah. there, it's it might be warms, available. warms you up. Yeah, that's what the, the next line is. It does dilate the blood, so it will warm you up. We should do that, go through uh, all, the, all the drinks we've never had before. Can I have a taste test? I mean, with the right guidance, I, I think there would be a world of gold to explore because even just like that guy on tiktok he that he he was a a black gentleman from the south who was making like this kool-aid fruit punch hennessy uh that looked delicious but i'm also like not trying to be like two white dudes on a podcast being like let me tell you about black drinks that could be uh right territory for a guest to tell us stuff that we don't know yeah, exactly. So we gotta we gotta get on the guest program, but also like maybe Margarita wasn't our. <laughs> maybe we're a little out of our. Day. Let's man. Let's white mansplain a little bit about the Margarita, Sean. And now that we have that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we did our due diligence by calling out uh, uh, Margarita Sames. Yeah, like I believe the other guys over her uh, got yeah. straight up. And uh, Galveston, Texas has a big claim to it, supposedly, because somebody put a sign up at a fucking bar, so now that's a big, <laughs> that's a big hullabaloo. Yeah, Balinese room, uh, bartender Santos Cruz made for singing Peg- Peggy Lee, Margaret. Uh, so we did acknowledge her, we just didn't shout out the city, so shout out to Galveston Island, Texas. All these borders are so silly. That's true. That's a that's an understatement. But yeah. But you had to cross them to go get a taste of the daisy, and once you did, thank God you did, because that gave way to the margarita, whether it was born in Texas and Mexico or from some fucking rich lady's living room in Dallas. 
Thank yeah. God for whoever the, came up for it. All the way to a, a young, impressionable uh, kid from Michigan pounding them by the, the fistful in sunny Southern California. By the gasoline-guzzling fistful at La Siesta in San Clemente. I hope, I hope they're doing fine. I'd, I'd buy a T-shirt from them if they had one. Because that's what yeah. I need as another fucking T-shirt. <laughs> they uh, they did drinks to go. I'd be I would make that drive. Oh man, <laughs> do you deliver to El Segundo by chance? That's a, that's an hour and a half drive. Listen, I'll yeah. I'll make it worth it. Fine, I'll order a torta. All right, give me some enchiladas. That's another thing. Is it does go great with Mexican food? Like. The cheat. I, the, I mean, there's very few things in this world that don't go good with Mexican food. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, you yeah, know, it, like you're not having a tequila with Thai food and being like, this goes perfectly. Like <laughs> <laughs> this pad Thai back in your lips. Mm, this spicy panang is really good with the margarita. I I can't feel my face because this is so spicy, but this this cocktail's real good. I don't know a lot of liquor that does go good with Thai food, but that give it. I mean, again, we're big proponents for uh, the Latin American culture, but like Mexican food, can you can drink pretty much anything with it. But mark beer and margaritas, probably top tier. I'm gonna go on a limb and say Mexican food. I think is the best type of food. It's the the only food that I'm always in the mood for, and it's it's just perfect. So I'm mm-hmm. on board. How, what percentage of your bl- <laughs> what percentage of your blue aprons revolve around Mexican cuisine? That's the thing. Like blue aprons, kind of all healthy stuff. So it's they have Mexican food, but it's not like good Mexican food, like yeah, the be- good greasy type of Mexican food that you you're used to. Yeah, um, it's not it's not red leather booth uh, good Mexican food. So <laughs> that is a sign of a great Mexican restaurant. But uh, True. so it is. It's BYO at Lard. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. I think it's crazy that there's places where they have disallowed. They have made Lard illegal. Like San Francisco, you can't have Lard, and I think in New York, you don't. You can't have Lard. Like. Really. Yeah. Like it, you, which is so fucking bizarre. <laughs> like that's a weird thing to like outlaw when there's so many other things. Yeah, it's like cigarettes, legal, whatever. We brought crack they in here. They hard out. We don't know what vape juice does to people, but uh, we can't have Lars here. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we've we given you a taste of it, and it's too much. It's too delicious. It's too good, and we're going to take it away from you. So now you have to go. Maybe that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like, all right, if you want it, leave. Like this is <laughs> This is how we remove an unwanted element. If you love Lars yeah. that much... Then you leave. You go to Los Angeles and you enjoy it, where with your fucking fellow pigs, <laughs> <laughs> just lapping it up. But here in New York City, we have fifteen dollar packs of cigarettes and no lard. You can only afford to live here, pay for rent, and that is it. Pay for rent in a six roomated hostel, San Francisco. Uh, I, yeah, good, good on you if you're making your way in those those cities. Those lardless cities. <laughs> <laughs> Those expensive lardless cities. Maybe that'll be our, our first merch is pro lard. The first uh, cause we take up. 
Bring lard back to New York. Make New York lard again. Yep. There we go. It's just a MAGA hat instead of MAGA. It just says lard. L A R D. Topical. All right. There we go. Well, um, we're over an hour. I I don't I I got I don't know. What you got anything else to add? I mean, it's delicious. Yeah, not food, really. No I mean, food on its own on a porch in a wicker hat on a rocking chair in the South in California in New York. Margarita is good. I don't know how Europe feels about it, but if they don't, your loss. Yeah, that that is their loss. They're big wine drinkers over there anyway. Yeah, they can keep it. They don't know the glory of, of margaritas. They can save it. Save it, Jeremy. Jeremy says save it. Well, happy National Margarita Day, everyone. Until next year, or until Seco de Mayo, we... Until Seco de Mayo and we take arms up again. Uh, that might be it from us. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to wait until next year to drink a margarita. Have it tomorrow. It's always a good day for a margarita, so enjoy. Cheers. Until next time, guys. We're Parking Lot Drunk. I'm Christian Senrud. I'm Sean Burke. Cheers, and we'll see you next time. Oh, shit, I forgot to say. Follow, like, and subscribe, and leave us a fucking review. Leave us a review. That's how we find new people. That's how uh, new yeah. people find us. That's how we can grow the audience. That's how, that's how we can grow the brand. And until, so we can, uh, we can quit doing this monkey work at our real jobs and just entertain people. Give nine you, to five bullshit. Yeah, we can give you the research that you actually deserve and really delve into the topics you want to hear about. So, yeah, throw us a like, subscribe, and leave a review. And thank you so much for listening because you're in on the ground floor. And until next time, we're parking lot drunk. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.